0: Welcome to Marketing Spark, the podcast that delivers insight from marketers and entrepreneurs in small doses. Now, by small doses, I'm talking about 15 minutes or less. On today's podcast, I'm talking with Nadia Milani, the marketing director with Tergo Networks. Nadia is a fearless 50 marketer with a focus on creating digital brand experiences and accelerating marketing technology. Nadia is going to offer insight into account based marketing. Welcome to the podcast,
1: Nadia.
2: Hi, Mark. I'm so happy happy to be here. So thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, this is amazing. I'm I'm really excited about talking about ABM and getting your insight on how to make it work. Can you provide a quick overview of of account-based marketing? What is it and one of the benefits of of companies embracing it?
2: I want to just preface this by saying this is ABM from the trenches. So I have not written a book. (laughs) I haven't written multiple books about ABM. I've read a lot of them. um, But this is so me. Experiencing it from, from a first-person perspective uh, within organizations. ABM is account-based marketing, and really what that means is targeting your, your, your marketing based on accounts. Traditionally, it was demand gen, all about lead quantity, and it's shifting that from quantity of leads to actual account-based marketing. So delivering highly personalized experiences to accounts for the for the really for the goal of Acquiring them and and possibly expanding on current existing uh, accounts that you have within the organization.
1: There appears to be growing interest in ABM. Maybe it's it's my perception. Do you think that's true? And if so, why is that happening? I think that with marketing, there's
2: always like the buzz, the buzzwords, right? So we think about even like ten years ago, it's all about lead gen and kind of. More into demand gen, and then now we hear a lot about ABM. I think there's something to that. I think that there is definitely some more some more buzz around it. But really, when you think about the philosophy around it, so account based marketing, it's been around forever. Even if you're, you did marketing 25 years ago, just you know, strategically planning campaigns around accounts isn't new. But what makes it really relevant right now is when account based marketing needs technology. When we think about all the different technologies that are available, it really allows you to scale your uh, acquisition efforts in a very, very, very tailored, personalized way. So because of that, the scalability around that, because of technology, it's actually a really good strategy for B2B companies to use uh, today.
1: What type of companies should use ABM? Is it limited to B2B companies?
2: Total debatable. I'd love to like be on a panel perhaps one day to talk about B2C versus B2B. My experience has been B2B and, it, and for me it works. And I think that what makes it work for B2B is that if you're in a company where, you know, you've been doing demand gen, lead gen for a very long time. And what that usually means is like you've hit your, your, your lead number for the month and marketing is like, yay, it's awesome. And then you hand over those leads to sales and sales typically says these leads are crap. <laughs> um, and what happens is there's just this disalignment between sales and marketing. So marketing, you know, but doing this thing on the side with all this great quantity of leads and then sales just saying, these aren't good and I'm not gonna focus on these. So all your efforts in, are, are wasted and there's really no revenue or return on them. So what account-based marketing does and it allows you to do is if you're not finding success with your demand gen efforts and your lead gen efforts, then it's, really, the, then it's really a good tactic to get alignment across the board and bring revenue and showing ROI within the organization, where everyone can uh, rally around the strategy and work together on, on accomplishing those goals.
1: If you buy into the concept of ABM, how do you get started? If you've never done it before, you're doing some kind of digital marketing, but you think that ABM can help you, give us sort of the first steps that you should that you should consider.
2: So I think it's, um, so I mean, a couple of I think that there's a lot of thought around this, um, thought leadership around this. I think it's really important to just do some research around it. Like what is ABM? (laughs) And I think it's really important to get buy-in first and foremost. Like you need to talk to your your executive team. So your C-suite and get them on board, explain to them what it is and why why around it. Because if you're not going to get them to buy into it, it's never gonna work. It's super important to do that. And then when you get buy-in, you need to understand like, how are you gonna measure this across the organization? Because the CEO and the CFO are not gonna care about you know, traffic numbers, they're not gonna care about CTR and emails, they're not gonna care about open rates, they're gonna care about revenue. So how is this gonna drive revenue and ROI within the organization? But once you have that buy-in, you understand what the, how the measurement is gonna work. What are we gonna measure as an organization together? Then you're going to get sales and, and marketing alignments. So you're going to talk to your, your sales team and you're going to say, look, this is what we're thinking and, and this is what it could do for, for our team if we work together. So it's really important to have a sales organization that's going to work with you to develop orchestrated uh, account plays that you can work together on to really drive the incremental revenue that, that your organiza- any organization needs today. That alignment is super important. Can't, can't stress that enough because if you don't have that, you're, never, you're not going to get too far and then once you have that, you you test it. So I know everyone you know hates the word testing, but test it out. Test out the strategy. So get a really get a play that you guys can work on together that that, that has a high propensity to win. That way you get the momentum. You show the early wins, and then from there you can expand from there. And then lastly, once you kind of you know have this more organizationally. Uh, implemented, then it's about scale. Then it's looking at the technologies um, and how can we, can we scale these programs uh, to make them bigger and better.
1: So, if ABM is your delivering mechanism, who are the supporting actors, or what are the supporting actors? And, and by that, I mean, you know, what kind of marketing collateral do you need in terms of uh, blog posts or videos or sales sheets? Like, how are you going to actually put me on the bone when it comes to ABM?
2: You know, really good question. I think that every single account is different. So when you look at your account, right, you want to have multiple touch points. I know if you talk to me about a year ago, there were live events were huge. So that has changed, obviously. So it's really about like, what are the digital touch points that, that are going to matter to this existing customers or this, this prospect or account? So it's going to be a myriad of things. You're going to have blog posts. You're going to have video you're going to have uh, email, um, you know, DMs work really, really well. And then not only that, like you're, you're going to have you, another thing about account based marketing is you're going to be developing, you're developing your ideal customer profile. So who is our ideal customer? So let's just say it's, it's mid, you know, the verticals categories, defining all of that all that firmographic data of like how big this customer is. And then in that ideal customer profile, there's going to be buyers. So there's going to be your CM, your CEO per, perspectively of a company. So what, what works for them? So email might work. DM might work. So like a personalized book perhaps with a really personalized message on, on your particular vertical. So that would work for a CEO, but what works for a manager level? So maybe it's, you know, an exclusive invitation to a digital experience that you're creating that they maybe may may want to participate in. So you have to really think about it cohesively what what's marketing going to be doing. And then when does sales follow-ups do they follow up after the, the DM and then they call. So it's, it's really about multiple touch points, personalizing it to that customer and who are the different buyers in that customer, at the company, and and personalizing it for those buyers. There's there's multiple things to think about um, when orchestrating these types of campaigns, it's, and it's very customized for each customer. So one, one, one thing may work for one person, it may not work for another another person or, or, or company.
1: So we talked at Theoretical, so the concept of ABM and I promised people that I would provide or make sure that guests provide some real-world insight into the successes or failures that they've had with different marketing uh, campaigns or technology. You know, going back into what you've done with AVM, talk about your successes or talk about your failures. What did you do that really resonated, that really delivered results and achieved your objectives?
2: I've been very much integrated into the onset of ABM. So I'm now kind of in in the second time where I'm I'm implementing an ABM program. So now we're getting a little bit more of a mature program, but so not specifying uh, exactly which company I've worked at, but I'll give you uh, two examples. So one example is that we tried to activate ABM and I think we did a really, really great job at sales alignment and getting buy-in and getting everybody rallied around this concept of ABM. But what we didn't do really well is simplifying it. So we made the orchestrated marketing uh, sales campaign really complicated. So we there was t- t- it was probably too hard of a customer to go to go to because we couldn't figure out like how many buyers there were, who they were exactly. I think that we tried to make it too complex. It's really important to Pick something that you, you can win on on the early onset, because if you can't win on that campaign, you can't show success. It's going to be hard to move it forward within, especially within a big organization. That was kind of a failure for, for the first one that I was involved in is that we, we made it too complex and we weren't able to show the revenue wins that we wanted to. A second example that I had was we were able to really get, so this is more of a, a win is that we were able to get senior leadership On board, we were able to get the sales and marketing team alignment. And where we really, really, uh, I think, did a good job is we were able to connect with each individual sales rep. And we had kind of, we we worked with all of them. We picked the ones that we could win on. So we said, okay, out of these 20 reps, we think that five of these campaigns are going to deliver. But we launched with the one that we, we, we we knew could win. We launched with that. We showed the revenue successes around that. And the way we did that is we measured our success by meetings booked. So how many meetings we could book with a, a, the with a, uh, prospective customers. Then by booking the meetings, then we were able to track, okay, how many actually close. Once we showed that, hey, marketing not only delivers leads, they can, they can actually get you meetings booked, which then... Delivered in amazing close rates by showing that early win, we were able to build the momentum and get everybody rallied around this idea and really push that forward. So that was all around getting everyone kind of psyched up, uh, psyched up about it. So those are kind of two examples, real world examples of around how you're getting alignment and how you can make it win, win but how you could also make it fail.
1: There's so much talk about MQLs and SQLs and all the different KPIs, but at the end of the day. When you think about it, ABM is really about meetings. You Mm -hmm. can want, but if you can get those meetings, you can actually have conversations with people, like real conversations. That's got to be the the key success factor.
2: It is. So for ABM, I think that there's, I mean, every organization may have a few different types of metrics around ABM, but, you know, I think that most rally around the meetings booked because it's a quantifiable, it's something that you can talk to the CFO about and, and the CEO and say, okay, this is what we're, we're measuring this as against. And then if we could show that you could deliver you know, 10, 20, 100 meetings on the campaigns that we're, we're putting out, that's that's something that everyone can get excited about and measures. Meetings Booked is a very much important KPI around around ABM.
1: Well, thanks, Nadia, for your insight about account-based marketing. And thank you for joining today on Marketing Spark. It's great to get your insight. Good luck as you uh, move forward with Terrigo. Thanks for listening to
0: this edition of Marketing Spark. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes or the app that you use to listen to podcasts. Leave us a review. I'd love to know what you think of the show. For show notes, visit markevans.ca slash podcast. If you have feedback, suggestions for guests, or looking for help with B2B marketing, connect with me on LinkedIn or send an email to mark at markevans.ca. See you next time.